Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. We always do this on a Tuesday afternoon. Tonight it's Tuesday evening, actually. And we always take an early look at that DraftKings showdown lineup over there. A showdown classic lineup, uh, main slate lineup over on DraftKings. We take an early look on Tuesday just to get our minds in the right place and get us start thinking about things. Pierre, you ever think that we overthink these things too much? We should just go with the gut on a Tuesday? Always. I always, I always feel like I overthink things, but uh, <laughs> working on that this year, working on sticking to some of my guns. But sometimes, I mean, as news breaks, you know, you, you got to oh, adjust. Boy. So you can't be like stuck in your, your ways come Tuesday when, you know, practice reports don't even start happening until Wednesday through Friday. So don't, don't, don't mention breaks and the NFL. Don't, don't mention any of that stuff together anymore. We got things breaking all over the place in the NFL, Pierre, that just throws a, a cog in every single plan you ever have. Why, why do we even draft? Why, what do we, why don't we just have waiver wires throughout <laughs> the entire year? It's been a, it's been a tough go, especially just seeing that we're at week one. Um, really been interesting. Even more so last night with uh, the quarterback news that, that came out of that game, what, 75 wow. seconds in. So uh, that just just a ripple effect, not just with, with Rodgers, but also the, the pass catchers. And, I mean, it's just hers. I mean, start with Kelsey. Like, first game you had Kelsey miss, you know, and it's just kind of been boom, boom, boom ever since. Hopefully we, we get some health and uh, the, the injury news starts to slow down a bit. Yeah, hopefully so. And and by the way, I I gotta go already. I can't I can't be here long, Pierre. I, at at Peewee thirty one, if you have any questions over on Twitter, you can ask them there. You can also send it to the FI today with a little underscore uh, Twitter handle. You can send it to me at Lofen if you have any questions. Uh, but I gotta go, Pierre. I got like a million. Le- I got I got twelve, thirteen leagues. I gotta do waiver claims at four. Oh, tonight. You know what I mean? Like, this is going to take me three hours to do. I got a bid on all these players. Uh, Puka Nukua or whatever his name is. I got I got a bid on him. I got to go out there and bid on Joshua Kelly. I got to go out there and, and bid on the kid over in Los Angeles. I, how many people do I got to bid on tonight? This is crazy. The waiver wire is crazy week one. What, what do you suggest for people to do? Just go out and get their player? I mean, you got to go out and get them early, right? Yeah. Because um, um, there's no telling who's going to be left, you know, once you get middle of the season. Season. So if you have guys right now, like you mentioned, Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell from that same, you know, um, Rams team. If you have guys that you're high on, just go out there and get them, bid what you need to get um, in order to get them on your roster. And, you know, just hope that it, it works out because there's no guarantee, you know, who who's going to happen next when it comes to you know, it'll be injuries or someone that steps up. So just get them now. Yeah, it's a shame that the Rams have got such a tough schedule over the next couple of games. I think they got San Francisco and then some somebody else. I I I went down the week three rabbit hole, but I can't remember who it was. But I know they got San Francisco next week, so it basically makes it kind of tough sledding and stuff to to add a whole you know to drop a big chunk of your fab over on some guy like Puka or Tutu or <laughs> what are we even talking about? Puka Tutu? What what are we talking about? <laughs> Green Bay at Atlanta. That's their names. I mean, that, they're receivers. I know who they are. I, I, I got to go. I got to go. Puka, Green Bay at Atlanta. We got a 41-point total, 40-and-a-half-point total on this one. Atlanta's favored. Second week at home, I think, for these guys, right in a row. And Green Bay's going to be on the road two weeks in a row. That's a, that's a toll for 
a young team. I'm going to say Green Bay Packers now are young. Where last year, maybe with Aaron Rodgers on their squad, they, they probably were up there towards the upper echelon of age. But now that they seem to have dropped down in age, they, they are hardly any familiar faces on there, except for Aaron Jones, who seems to be banged up here. Yeah, they're, I think they're technically the youngest team in the NFL this season. Uh, just for what's changed, but I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed in you, Wes. Why is that? We 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 missed something that we we tend to cover at the the top of each show. Hey, uh, Pierre, I feel like you're targeting me right now. <laughs> no, actually, I'm not. I have no idea. I can't remember. Look, we usually do a DFS Dreamer podcast at, at you know four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever time it is. It's past dark now. It's it's past dark. It the bread man has been up for a long time. I taught homeschool PE class. I've got a million waiver wire things running through my head. If I forgot something, you're going to have to forgive me and remind me. Uh, we usually talk about who like is there a ten thousand dollar player we talk about that or you know what? So is that is that what it is or or is it so who's we, going to be the highest the- price player? We talk about the contest from the previous oh, week. Oh, I knew that. Who, I, I who, had... who wins the, the contest? Pierre, uh, last week we always have a DFS streamer podcast. Each and every week we always attach it to the show tweet and everything like that. And so it, it's called, is what it's called over on DraftKings. And Pierre, who do you have the winners of last week's contest up? I have no idea. I don't even know if I placed. Well, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was blown. Hey, bud. I was blown away last week. I don't know if I entered too many leagues or what it was, but I was overwhelmed this weekend with football. And I, it was kind of overloadish, kind of a. So I, I was just overwhelmed. And, and Pierre, I, I don't know if that means I have to dial it back or what I have to do, but it's like I just want to take a breather. And the NFL doesn't allow you to take a breather. All the wire, we got a game in two days from now. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It doesn't. I mean, it's it's full effect now. We're here, you know. Week one's over, and uh, we we did have a winner on our on our contest. Um, pretty familiar with the show. Um, goes by Pee Wee Thirty One. Oh, did you? Um, I, I had first no... place with one fifty four point two two to kick off the season. So I really thought you were throwing shade at me, and you were just trying to skip over the segment because I took it down the first week. <laughs> I got to go, Pierre. I got to go. I don't have time for this. Who won the contest stuff? <laughs> no, congratulations. Good. That's that's good. I know uh, I did check it at some point Sunday, maybe before the evening games to see if I could do a late swap. And I, my, I'm my, i telling you, my brain was fried. There was no way I was going to be able to do that. And I saw, I was like in sixth or something, fifth or sixth. And Bo McBriar was a couple ahead of me. I had no idea who was above mm-hmm. me. I, I saw Bo. I stopped on Bo's lineup to see if I could catch him. And I just, I honestly, my brain fried. <laughs> That's where you finished. You did come in six and Bo was up in, in fourth. So he's just shy of the, the podium. But um yeah, I went with my guy Anthony Richardson, who we, we talked about and uh, had yeah, a pretty, great pretty solid lineup. Tyreek yeah. Hill, you had to have him. So oh. yeah, I just didn't want to make sure we didn't skip over the important <laughs> stuff. So now <laughs> let's dive in the Packers and Falcons. <laughs> Uh, that's that's good. I'm a victory lap. I don't blame you at all this season, man. If you get anything right this season so far, you could take a victory lap. Hey, what did you get in fishbowl, by the way? I do know this answer for me. Next question. Oh, really? <laughs> I, dude, I got like a 230. Really? Yes. That's impressive. I, I was like 152, but I mean, I had cups, so my top receivers down and I didn't get to the, the Puko or 2-2 waiver wire early enough. Uh, to, to kind of replace Cup, and it was just, it was bad. It was dude, bad. Dude, you, you, all you got to do is go out there and, and get a bunch of kickers. 
and, and set as many kickers as you can in your lineup. I mean, there's a, there's plenty of kickers getting like twenty something points a game right now. I know I had Jake Elliott on my bench, so I'm yeah. Yep, it was that week. Forty and a half point total for Green Bay Packers at Atlanta Falcons. I uh, set it all up earlier, Pierre. We left it off at Aaron Jones like, being a little bit injured. Yeah, um, he, he came up lame a little bit after that second touchdown against the Bears. He got wore um, out. Yeah, <laughs> running up and down the field. Uh, they're stretching him out on the, the sideline, so I'm, I'm guessing it's a, a hamstring issue. I think he'll probably play. They didn't seem too concerned. He wasn't back in the locker room or anything. He was stretching on the sidelines themselves. Uh, if he misses, you can look, obviously, at A.J. Dillon. But I think Aaron Jones is a go. And I think they'll kind of really get him involved. And that's that's kind of when they separated from the Bears is once they started getting him involved more, both with rushing attempts and the, the passing uh, game as well, especially if Christian Watson misses again. Uh, Aaron Jones can really help out of the backfield with catching the ball. So, Pay attention, 6600 still a pretty solid price on Aaron Jones. Uh, he'll definitely be in play if he plays. I always worry about those hamstring and groin yeah. type injuries, though, because you can just re-aggravate them so easily. But uh, you can't really play based off of hoping someone doesn't get injured. So, yeah, Aaron Jones for sure in play at 6600 yeah, I will say, though, the Atlanta Falcons defense is a little bit more stout than the Chicago Bears defense is <laughs> yes. right now. Yeah. Uh, out of these two quarterbacks, though, when we when we talk about these guys, Jordan Love looked fantastic at 5,500. Mm-hmm. I know it's the Atlanta Falcons defense, so that does put a little more hesitation on there. But it, it seems like I can count on uh, Jordan Love, especially if Christian Watson comes back, to reach that three times the point value like we'd like to talk about and, and get to 15. Yeah, if he can play like he, he did week one, he's he's definitely right there in play. He only went up 500 bucks, yeah. uh, put up 23 points last week, uh, 4.6 times the, the value when you're only really looking at three. So, yeah, Jordan Love in play. And, I mean, Bryce Young wasn't terrible um, against the Falcons last week either. So just, just keep that in mind with Bryce Young being a, a rookie rookie. Um, he wasn't awful. Like, he, he didn't really get in the end zone but once, but – Jordan Love seems to to be the part, seems to fit the bill right now, uh, at least one weekend. Desmond Ritter, if, if at five thousand is too expensive, right? What if he was league minimum at four thousand? What if you? What if, I mean, four thousand, you you can look at it, just because that's just going to save you so much okay. elsewhere. But what not, if was, I can't play him at five thousand. What what three thousand? Would you not just look <laughs> oh, at it? Sure, Would you play him? For okay. sure, there. He, uh, he, he got was, nine DraftKings points last week. They just want to run the ball. That's the that's the issue. So all the Drake London. All the Kyle Pitt shares, that's just... Okay. Hey, let me ask you this question. Uh, thinking about the waiver wire stuff and like a Scott Fishbowl tournament or anything like that, t- I have I have Minshew on my bench. I have um, oh Sam Darnold on my bench. Okay. Okay. A pretty solid two quarterback bench players. And last year I ran out of quarterbacks a little bit, you know, in, in the Fishbowl, so that hurt me a lot. So I kind of, I went five quarterbacks this year. Five Ooh. quarterbacks. Well, you know, we didn't know at the time Richardson or Minshew, right, at the yeah. time when we were drafting that. We, we There was smoke coming out of there about Darnold or whether Purdy was going to be healthy. So I, I just, you know, I was, I was gotcha. safe. And plus, you know, you always know you're going to drop people and pick up other people off the waiver wire. So I was like, all right, if it doesn't work out. But let me ask you this. Should I, should I put Taylor Heineke in on a waiver claim? Because – I got Darnold and I got Minshew. I saw Minshew kind of come into game Sunday, and it seems like you know Richardson is a, is a high-risk quarterback kind of a player. Uh, and I'm just thinking, though, with Ritter or Heineke, it doesn't matter who's in there. They're not going to throw the ball. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put in a claim on Heineke. <laughs> um, 
Uh, Darnold, but, you know, will well, be in Ritter, a great on, system. Ritter. So that's that, – go ahead. Yeah, Ritter is one of my quarterbacks. I still wouldn't I – don't, I don't care. I wouldn't right. want Heineke if you already have Minshew and – Should I drop Ritter? Should I drop Ritter for Flacco? Just I'm, I'm <laughs> the one, the one interesting caveat we kind of touched on the situation briefly. Um, it's the Jets. Like, what are they going to do? I know right now they're saying that Zach Wilson's the guy. Um, they're going to give him a chance to to lead the team, but you have to expect they're going to bring in somebody. So, are they going to be able to sign, you know, uh, a Carson Wentz, get get Brady or Philip Rivers out of retirement, um, or you know, more likely scenario, are they going to maybe trade for one of these backups like a Heineke, like a Darnold, who's been in the you know jet system before, even a Minshew, to try to give some competition to Zach Wilson. So it's possible one of these bench quarterbacks can become very interesting, um, depending on what the Jets try to do to, to close the, the gap between Zach Wilson and whoever's going to compete against him for the quarterback spot in New York. The last name I heard was Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I mean, yeah, again, he's a, a backup, so it's possible. I don't know if you're comfortable enough with being the commanders <laughs> um, to, to kind of let go of Jacoby Brissett just because we don't know a lot about Sam Howell, um, and they're only carrying two, so they don't have a, a third quarterback that they're carrying, to my knowledge. So that would be a little more risky, um, whereas the Colts, they still have, you know, uh, Sam Ellinger. Um, you got the the uh, the Falcons. They have um, Logan Woodside, I believe, is behind Heineke there. So there's there's just more depth on those rosters. Mm-hmm. So even the 49ers like worked out Ian Book today, which kind of sparked some of the Sam Darnold to the Jets mm-hmm. back to the mm-hmm. Jets rumor. So just something to, th- to think about from a, a <laughs> <be> crazy <laughs> Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold on the same roster again, and Darnold overcomes Zach Wilson, who Zach Wilson was drafted to take Darnold's place. <laughs> I mean, I'm, Zach Wilson, he doesn't look great. And I'm sure hey. going up against Dallas isn't going to help the situation no, this week. Not at all. No, it's just, it's Bijan in the uh, in the Wildcat is what it needs to be this weekend. All right. It's just, Dude, and I'm going to well, yeah. Uh, oh, not Bijan. Uh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall in the Wildcat. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, what I meant. Yeah. That's, I'm sorry. I, I was looking at Bijan Robinson. All right. Bijan Robinson or Tyler Algier, you're going to start a running back. You need to start a running back from the Atlanta Falcons. I feel like this is going to be one of those situations like, for DraftKings purposes, whoever you start, it's the other guy that's going to score. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, <laughs> right. it's, it's it, I feel like it's going to be that situation. But boy, Tyler Algier looks like a good bargain. And I'm gonna tell you what else. They're so in love with the running backs there. If Cordero Patterson ever becomes healthy, he's going to be involved too. You know, it's it's just going to take away stuff. Yeah, it's it's true. And I mean, no one saw Algier getting the amount of no, touches that no. he got. Um, but you got to expect that to be the case now. They've shown it. It was successful. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they were they were pretty split. I think it was 63% of the snaps for, for Bijan and 56% for, for Tyler Algier, which is basically a four-snap difference. Um, but you look at the price, it's like you know almost $2,500 difference. So why would you not take the discount on, on Tyler Algier for $5,500 if he's getting the same type of opportunities, even though I think Bijan is clearly the, the best back of the two. Yeah, but Algiers even looks like the goal line back. That's, I know. That's what it, he looks like the goal line back. Uh, yeah, so I, there was one person that talked about how 
Uh, Arthur Smith came from the Tennessee Titans and how Derrick Henry didn't get all the snaps uh, that he did whenever he was a rookie or even the second year that he was competing with whoever the running back was there at the time and that it was more of a split backfield and even the 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 person who was there before seemed to have get seemed to have had more carries than a Derrick Henry who had just won the Heisman Trophy at Alabama. Yeah. There was one guy. There was one guy. There's what there was one guy. Yeah, I'll leave him. Yeah. I'll leave the, I'll leave him <laughs> nameless. We're not going to take too many victory laps here today. There hey, Christian, Christian Watson, if boy, I, I can't wait to see this quarterback, I, this this uh, Green Bay Packers team firing on all cylinders. If you got Watson, if you got Dobbs healthy, if you got Musgrave, is that his name Musgrave? If you got yeah, Musgrave. Musgrave healthy, man, that that seems like it's special right there. I, we can't start any Atlanta Falcons. It doesn't seem like you know you know like sometimes Pierre. If if the grease if if, if the wheel is squeaking that's that's where you want to go yeah but I don't I don't think that matters in Atlanta as far as a receiving tight end or receiver I agree I don't, I don't yeah. want any of them right now um, yeah even more so like we just saw what Green Bay did to you know DJ Moore so I'm surprised you're talking so highly of Green Bay given your Bears fan but I mean I'm a I guess fan. I'm a football I guess fan. it works out but yeah uh, Jaden Reed got got hurt late in that Bears game with his knee. So if he misses and if Christian Watson's out again, um, that's going to be a lot of Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou Romeo. Um, and then uh, probably Toure, I think, will be the, the next man up at, at 3K. So pay attention to the the Packer news there if Jaden Reed were to miss and if Christian Watson's out again. I like Samari Toure to kind of be that, that next guy up for the Packers there. Well, I like Luke Musgrave. He played a lot of snaps. He was out there running around, uh, had a, had a possible touchdown that didn't he end up happening. Over himself. <laughs> yeah, and and so he's at thirty two hundred. I think it's a great call. Atlanta right now is twenty eighth ranked as far as DraftKings po- uh, points allowed to uh, tight ends goes. So mm-hmm. I just I think it's a, I think it's a great call and. Never underestimate how much the NFL coaches love to rub other things in people's faces. You know, like like my tight end get a touchdown. Can yours kind of a thing? You know what I mean? It's just I mean, it's just we, we just saw you know a Hayden Hurst. In this situation, played really well. Was one of, if not the top scoring tight end on the week. So Musgrave out in there, seventy five percent of the snaps. He's going to have opportunities. I love a Musgrave. Pierre, I got to go. We just spent twenty minutes on this one right here. So let's let's go over to the next game, Pierre. Who is the next game? Uh, it is Buffalo, right? Las Vegas at Buffalo, 47-point total for this one. Buffalo mm-hmm. looks to have – they got a rebound. They got a rebound. They're at home. They got a rebound on this one, man. It, it feels like it is a Buffalo victory for sure, which will put uh, the the Josh Allen in the driver's seat in this one. I want to do a Buffalo stack. I hate that he's 7,900, though. I mean, it doesn't matter, though. They're, they're, they're projected to score the most points um, as a team total on the week. So, again, bounce back. You got to expect them to play better. Should have beat the Jets last night without Rodgers. But, I mean, tough situation in the rain. Really good Jets defense. But, yeah, I expect to bounce back uh, from Josh Allen. He's one of those players that can get you at 30. Like I spoke about last week, you, you want about three or four guys that can get you 30 if you can. And sometimes that's the quarterback position. And, and Josh Allen's one of those guys. If he gets you 30, that, that $7,900 price tag is not going to matter. Garoppolo didn't play that bad last week, Pierre. Got a 16 DraftKings points. That's right at three times the value. Can they do it? Can can anybody on the Las Vegas Raiders do this against that Buffalo Bills defense? I mean, he has Devontae Stop. Adams, so it's it's possible, but I'm gonna I'm not gonna go that route. They they have a really solid defense. We we saw it again last night. So no, no to Garoppolo, but I, I wouldn't mind. 
taking a shot on Devontae Adams. Okay, Josh Jacobs didn't look like himself last week, didn't? You know, not last year's version anyway. He had nine DraftKings points, and I just don't know if the wheels are underneath him right now. Yeah, it's tough coming off of holding out like he wasn't hurt, but when you're not in camp, you're not getting those reps. Uh, guys tend to start slow. Um, we did see Brees Hall kind of tear up <laughs> the Bills' run defense a little yeah. bit, so keep that in mind. But I think I'll still wait a few games for for Josh Jacobs to hopefully get his legs under him. Now, I know you said Devontae Adams, but Jacoby Myers was the higher scoring wide receiver last week with almost 30 DraftKings points, 29 actually. He's not going to play. Oh, he's questionable. He I, know he, well, I know he's questionable, but I didn't know that that like it was that serious of a concussion. It looked awful. Um, okay. So I'm just going to assume <laughs> that he's not going to play. It looked really bad on the field. So hopefully he's okay. But I mean, you can't you can't push that when it comes to those head injuries. So I, I don't see him playing this week. Okay. Well, then does that then slide down? I know you say Devontae's going to get more targets, but then you know he's going to have that uh, that those tough those tough cornerbacks on him from Buffalo. I can't remember the kid's name. Does that mean it's going to slide down to a mayor or uh, certainly not Austin Hooper? Uh, no. no, just Devontae. Okay. All right. I mean, we saw Garrett Wilson when he got the ball thrown in his direction. I mean, he still was able to make plays and I would expect the same out of Devontae Adam. I'm not expecting a lot out of, the, out of the Raiders. Hey, for wide receivers though, can we count on Gabe Davis this week? It, it feels like he was just, they just weren't, they just didn't have the timing down last night, Buffalo did, which the New York Jets defense can do to you. I just don't think the Vegas Raiders defense is nearly going to be able to do that and slow down this Buffalo Bill team. I mean, you really only want digs, honestly, okay. at receiver, but Gabe Davis, when he has big games, they're pretty big, and they tend to happen at home, so that's that's a positive going for him. He, they're playing at home. Uh, he's coming off a game where they struggled a bit. So if there was a, an opportunity for him to, to have some success, this would be a, a situation because he, he averaged almost a little over 14 points at home last year versus eight on the road. So, yeah, if you're going to play Gabe Davis, play him at home. Okay. If uh, you want to go Allen, let's say Allen Davis or Allen Diggs, and you want to pair him up with a tight end, which tight end, Kincaid or Knox? I mean, they're within a couple hundred dollars. I'd probably go Kincaid. Um, he was four for four. Uh-huh. Um, I know Knox is three for four, but I mean, four for four, they're both on the field. Uh, I'm going to go with the the young guy that they drafted to catch. Um, I think they're going to use Knox more often than not as a blocker. Um, so I would go with Kincaid. Um, I mean, they were both like 80%, 84% of the snaps. Right. So they're, they're both playing. They're both out there. Uh, James Cook seems like somebody you don't want to touch. Uh, yeah, a lot of touches. Yeah, but he just he didn't he didn't. You know, there was one name. Yeah, uh, Hardy, Hardy. I got my eye on a Hardy for Buffalo. They threw a couple of passes to him, like he was a a running back out of the backfield almost. You know, so some screen passes or something. I don't know why they were getting him involved early in the game last night. Maybe that was just against the Jets, but he's he's just popped up on my radar. I was like, what in the world is he doing out there? You know, just yeah, why man. why has he got four targets this early in the game? Well, because so they lost Isaiah McKenzie. And so they're they're kind of trying to fill in that slot receiver role. Mm-hmm. Um, it won't be as frequent just because they they do two tight ends now with Kincaid and Knox. But when they don't have two tight ends out there, they need someone to, to kind of play that McKenzie role. And I think it's just going to be a, a hot hand on Hardy, Sherfield, or or Khalil Shakir. And right mm-hmm. now it seems like it's Hardy. Okay. Well, and that's just why I have it popped up because they've been looking for that for a couple of years now, you know? 
They've yeah. just been. I mean, they brought it's in Beasley. Cole Beasley. <laughs> they, called, they brought in Cole Beasley at the end of the year last year to try to fill that void. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals, forty-six and a half point total for this one, Pierre. This one is right there at it, each other. Uh, three and a half is the, is the spread there favoring Cincinnati. Look, I or no, is it is that favoring Cincinnati or Baltimore? Yeah, it's favoring okay, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati doesn't look right, but Cincinnati always starts out slow. You know what I mean? Like it just feels like mm-hmm. Burrow and Chase and them start out slow every single year, and it takes them three or four games to get up to speed, and then all of a sudden, bam, there they go. Uh, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Burrow looks right at all though on Sunday. We gotta be worried about the the calf. Um, for example, Aaron Rodgers had a calf issue himself throughout camp. Like that's why he he kind of missed some time with a, a calf. And if you're running and you're scrambling, you get tackled, you know, what's to stop Burrow from having a, a Achilles issue as well, which we, we obviously hope not. Um, but on the flip side, this is kind of those those bounce back type of games where they just look yep. awful on the road in the rain, you know, against Cleveland. You know, perhaps they're, they come home now and they open things up. Um, so for me, this is a game to, to maybe get on Cincinnati. Um Maybe not necessarily Burrow. Um, he hasn't really put up more than than 21 uh, against the Ravens uh, last year when they met three times. Uh, but someone like a Chase, someone like a Higgins who got like skunked, um, I think it'd be a good time to to go back to those two guys in, in a game like this. You know, you can do a little stack there with a little Chase and a Higgins. And yeah. then run it back with flowers and just leave both of these quarterbacks Zay alone. I told people Zay, no, no. he's yeah, yeah. 4K, yeah. and he 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 paid off for sure. He jumped up a thousand already, so he's almost he's almost past Bateman, and uh, he's already past Odell Beckham Jr. when it came to salary. You know, Odell didn't look that bad though. There were a couple of plays that you know you could tell he's knocking some rust off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there were some sideline plays where he was right there at it. I, I don't know if though if Lamar looked about the same. And it's a new offense and everything, so it's going to take a little bit of time to adjust to this. But we're talking about nine fa- DraftKings points last week. Nine for Lamar uh-huh. Jackson. That that is we've never. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean that's ne- that's almost negative point value for him at seventy seven hundred. And last week, I, what was he at eight K last week or something? I can't remember what it was. But yeah, he's at eight K. No Andrews either, so um, that doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't help, but again, it could be a bounce back spot for him also. And I think the running back situation is one we're going to be paying really close attention to now that J.K. Dobbins is out for the season already. I know Justice Hill got those couple of touchdowns last week, and I, I can understand why. He's quick, he's fast. He, he if there's a J.K. Dobbins Doppinger, that's that's him. You know, it's it's <laughs> Justice Hill. Gus Edwards is completely the opposite. But I've said for years that it always seems like. Lamar loves having Gus Edwards line up next to him for whatever reason. I don't know if mm-hmm. he's a big fella or whatever. So to me, if I'm going in a redraft league or something like that, I, I would hate to miss. I, I don't want either one of the guys because you know what they're doing. They're calling Leonard Fournette. They're calling every single. <laughs> no, I'm serious. They're calling every single retired running back or people who don't have jobs and they're bringing them in. They do that every single year, Pierre. That's why I never draft a Baltimore Raven running back. Can you well, they already have Melvin Gordon on the practice squad, That's so they'll true. probably just call him up. <laughs> <laughs> well, they put Kenny and Drake on the practice squad then. And then, uh, so is there anybody you're targeting there? Uh, they both look way too priced for me. You don't know who's going to get the handoffs. Yeah. I mean, 4,900 is not bad. If you think it's Justice Hill, um, he played 30% of the snaps, uh, even with Dobbins kind of in there. So there's basically 30 snaps, 47% that should be freed up amongst these guys. Are they going to split them 20, 20? 
if so, you're looking at 50%, 50%. I think there might be more value than these two um, on the slate this week. I do too. Uh, Joe Mixon, 6,500. Nope. Uh, against that Baltimore defense, not, I'm not touching it this week. I just don't think, and I, I'm sure I'll, I'll get proven wrong at some point, but I yeah. never, last year he didn't, he didn't look good to me. We've already gone over all that. Tight ends, we're not going to ever – I'm so mad at Isaiah Likely. I'm oh so goodness. mad at Isaiah Likely. Yeah. One catch, four yards. I still won, you know, a good amount with him in my lineups. But, yeah, that, that didn't help, that's for sure. So mad at him. And, and I, I, you know, we get, we we missed on Sky Moore. Oh, the slot receivers for Detroit, against Detroit just do so well. Sky Moore's the guy. We missed on that. Isaiah I Likely, you got to go out there and get that. And Isaiah Likely, no, we missed on that too, everybody. It, it, we we got to take the L's when we take the L's. We're going to take the wins when that. I wasn't going to do Isaiah Likely because Sky Moore had already bit me in one or two leagues, right, where I had drafted him. And then I had him on my bench just to see what was going to happen. And then I go ahead and started him. And then, like, I, I would see tweets out there, hey, you got to go for it. Play week to week. You got to do that kind of thing. Isaiah Likely, uh, you got you to gotta go out and get him because he's drafted you know, this two games last season, blah, 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 blah. No, we missed. <laughs> hey, we missed. but that's the that's why we're playing daily fantasy because we don't have to worry about it on our <laughs> roster each week. We get a free a free clean fresh slate. So, uh, yeah, and and that's true. That's why we that's why we do it. Um, but the process is always right. That's <laughs> <Unless> not. <laughs> Mark Andrews, do you think he'll be healthy? If Mark Andrews is healthy, you gotta play him. It sounds like he's close, and so if he's close, yeah, you, you gotta run him out there. Especially season long, maybe not necessarily here at 6,300, his first game off a, a quad issue. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. And I'm not stacking up either one of these quarterbacks. I may stack, I may do some skinny stacks along the way, but I don't think I'm going to stack up either one of these quarterbacks with anybody like that, man. It's just, I, I like those I mean, cheap he can. options. I mean, I obviously Lamar yeah, with he could do anything. Zay or Andrews and then Burrow with Higgins and, and Chase, but we'll see. It's a good total, 46 and a half. Seattle at Detroit, Pierre. I got to go. I got to go, Pierre. It's going to take me <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning to do all these things. Uh, Seattle, Detroit, 47-point total for this one. Uh, Seattle is actually – are they favored? I can't see no. the pluses and minuses. Oh, Detroit, no. Detroit. I'm sorry. I, I, did, I did. Listen to what you say, Wesley, and you'll know who's favored. Detroit is favored by six points in this one. And they looked, they looked outstanding. I'm just yeah. going to say they looked outstanding Sunday night. To me, the biggest question here, uh, we're not going to start Geno Smith, but can we start Jared Goff? If we do start Jared Goff, are we putting him with Amon Lonsay Brown? Yes, I think so. I think you can put him with Sam Laporta at 3,900 if you want to. That kid's going to find the end zone at home. I, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to find the end zone at home. And I think you can put him with Gibbs. I think you can put him with Montgomery. <laughs> I just I wanted all the Detroit Lions I could get, Pierre. Yeah, I like the Lions a lot this week, too. Um, you named off everybody. So yeah, they're they're all in play <laughs> except for Marvin Jones because he was just awful in that Chiefs game. But Jared Goff plays better. Um, there at Fort Field as well. He he averaged twenty three point one points at home uh, last season. We're only thirteen on the road, and sure enough, even though they won that Kansas City game, he only put up fourteen points. So this would be a game to to kind of get on Goff and that Lions offense. Uh, you mentioned it. I'm on Ross St. Brown, Laporta. Uh, Montgomery, Gibbs, they're they're all in play. Good good team total as well, twenty six point three. So yeah, I like I like Jared Goff and, and the Lions a lot this week. And, and, and Seattle looked terrible last week against the Rams. And I'm going to say the Detroit Lions have ten days to prepare for them, right? If they played on Thursday night mm-hmm. or something like that, however many it would be. So they're going to be well prepared against Seattle again. And it looks like Seattle and Geno Smith have kind of been figured out a little bit. 
towards the end of last season, it seemed like that uh, Geno kind of faded away. And then this game with the Rams, they of course, they're interdivision rivalry and everything like that. So they know each yeah. other really well. But I'm just saying that that we got to be really on the lookout for that and maybe some fantasy values drifting down. Pierre, I, I look at this and if I want to get different, if I want to get different, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about putting Gibbs and Montgomery in the same lineup. Because nah, I, nah, no, listen, they're going to be playing from ahead. <laughs> listen to how crazy this is. They're going to they're going to be playing from ahead. So Montgomery's going to be in there, the bruising guy, right at the end of the game, just killing the clock because they don't want to Gibbs to hurt himself. But Gibbs is going to be flying around out there. Gibbs is going to break off that 50, 60 yarder this game. I, I got a feeling he's just going to break off that 50, 60 yarder because it's, it's, you think about how vulnerable Seattle was to Kieran Williams, right, and the speed mm-hmm. that was there. It, Gibbs has twenty times more speed than. So, Kieran question, Williams. question for you: What's the what's the stop Seattle from showing up in this game? The Detroit Lions. You think so? Yeah, it's an early. Think about it. It's an early game. Seattle's got to come across the country. They just got it handed to them. Detroit's has ten days to prepare for them. I, it, I. It, so I, last year, week four, Seattle came into Detroit. Coming off a loss to the the Falcons, um, Seattle won 48-45. Gino went 23 for 30, threw for 320 yards and two touchdowns, rushed for another 49 yards and a touchdown. Similar, Similar situation. And I get, so Detroit just looked really great in a primetime standalone game against the Chiefs. But keep in mind, one of their touchdowns was – bounced off of Kadarius Tony's hands that they ran back for a pick six. The Chiefs also did not have their their best pass catcher that whole game and Travis Kelsey, and the Lions won by a point. So I'm not saying that the Lions aren't good. I'm not saying that they didn't look good against the Chiefs, but I'm saying that we can't just dis, discount all things off of one week. Uh, we, we, can't, we can't say Seattle's, you know, toast and they're awful. We can't say the Lions are great. Just because it's just one week, it's the NFL, things can happen. And again, we just saw this matchup just a year ago. Most of the same players, not all, most of the same players. It was a shootout inside the Dome 48-45 in which Seattle won. So I wouldn't say that Geno's not playable. I would I would say that he's maybe more playable than he was last week, given that everyone thinks the, the Lions are like the bee's knees now. Um, and Seattle's going to be hungry and, and trying to bounce back. Well, if you're gonna, you know, throw facts and everything in there, then you're gonna completely ruin my style. Don't okay? use logic on this podcast, Pierre. <laughs> no, you you use logic. I won't. Okay, that's that's <laughs> what that's what the that's what the producer said. Uh, so you're liking Geno Smith maybe in this to bounce back at 5900. He's got to get to 15 ish, which which could possibly happen. I just that pass rush, man. That pass rush was terrible, and Gino has a couple of offensive lineman issues is what he has going yeah. into this game, and it, it's still going to haunt him against this Detroit Lion pass rush. I just can't buy into it this week, Pierre. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it'll be perfect, but yeah. I'm not discounting. 5,900, you want 15 to 18, and again, he's capable. He's gotten you 30 in this matchup before. Can they fix the offensive line some, maybe get the ball out quicker? This isn't a divisional matchup like the the Rams were. So just things to, again, keep in mind. I like both guys. I like Goff okay. and Geno. I just like this matchup. Second highest over under on the slate. 
anybody that you would uh, not not pair up Gino because it doesn't sound like you want to start Gino, but any of these wide receivers you'd use as a one-off or any of these players, uh, Kenneth Walker or Noah Font. Um, I would use I would use Walker. Um, fifty-eight hundred, still really good price. Uh, receivers, I play any of the three: Metcalf, Lockett, um, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. I play them all just because, like, it wasn't like Kadarius Tony wasn't open. On some of those plays, he just oh, couldn't. No, no, he just yes. could catch the ball. So if you got a, a Metcalf Sky or a Lockett or Jigba that are open, they're going to catch the ball. So it's Sky Moore. I mean, he couldn't catch the ball either. None of them could yeah, catch the ball. Some, something was goofy. Something was goofy. And <laughs> <laughs> they, they need those magnetic gloves back there or something, whatever it is. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. A forty-point total for this one. Just one point separates both of these teams as far as the the, the spread goes. So it's looking pretty good here and looking pretty close, Pierre. This is two rookie quarterback studs. Uh-huh. Number two, four overall. Studs, baby. This is this is this is a matchup. This is like you know, this is going to be one of those uh, videos uh, when these guys are both old and gray that they're going to show this one. You know what I mean? Like this is <laughs> this this is it, man. Uh, and and your guy looked fantastic on Sunday. Richardson, I thought looked good. I didn't see that coming. We didn't see that coming in preseason or anything. But I'm gonna tell you, my guy from Alabama, Alabama, the head coach of the Houston Texans, whatever his name is, Nico Ryan's. <laughs> Whatever. I, I want Ray Ray McLeod in my head, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Nico Ryan's Ray Ray McLeod. That's close. That's close. Uh, <laughs> he, he has this Houston Texans defense flying all over the place, building mm-hmm. off of what I think Lovey Smith had in place there as well. So it makes me a little bit more nervous to play any Indianapolis Colt. Is, first question you got to answer is Richardson healthy? Is he going to play on Sunday? Yeah, he's healthy. Okay. Um, I've looked at some the press conference stuff today, and they said he could have came back in, uh, had a knee that he kind of tweaked in the first quarter a bit, and then when he got hit late in the fourth trying to score that touchdown, uh, it aggravated it a bit, but they, they just didn't want to risk it. They, they felt the game was kind of over, but yeah, he's he's fine. Okay. Uh, it, you know, we talked about injuries here earlier in the program. Evan Hall has just been put on the IR today, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> he was the darling going into the early, you know, like last week and everything. How many people had him on? His so the guy week? that I actually drafted is the one I'm expecting back. So hopefully I was right because I I've had Zach Moss okay. being the lead back for the the Colts if Taylor didn't come back. Um, that's who I've taken in like redrafts and best balls. Uh, he practiced limited all last week, um, coming off the the broken arm that he had during training camp. Um, I expect him to be ready to go again. This is just me. Nothing I've heard, but I expect him to be ready to go this week after Deion Jackson's putrid performance. And uh, I think that Zach will also have a, a pretty good showing. And he's at a pretty good price uh, still at 4700 that I, I'd be willing to play Zach Moss if he's active come this week. Okay, sounds good. Uh, the running back on the other side of things, Damian Pierce, hey, Mike Boone had too much time. Too much time in this backfield for me. Uh, <laughs> Damian, Damian Pierce was because I, I drafted a lot of Damian Pierce. I I thought maybe okay, Devin Singletary will get some, and then all of a sudden Mike Boone comes out of nowhere and gets it all. You know, on the backup side of things, we don't have to be worried about Damian Pierce. Can we play him? He seems to be a good price at fifty six hundred against the Colt defense. No thanks. No, I don't. I've never been a big Damian Pierce guy, okay. and okay. I've been wrong some weeks. Like he had a couple big weeks, but he just. He doesn't have the upside that I need from from guys. 
two of the biggest winners as far as wide, three biggest winners as far as wide receiver goes from week one is it, are playing in this game. Michael Pittman, Nico Collins, and Robert Woods. I didn't expect to see all that out of Robert Woods, but he gave us uh, almost 12 DraftKings points. He's at 4,600. He would pay off almost in that 12-point range. I just I, I look at what this Colt offense did last week to Indianapolis, and I think Houston could have a good game in this one too. Yeah, I mean – our, our defense is really good up front. We're really young in the secondary. Um, it's going to depend on how the game flow goes. So Houston got behind Baltimore pretty early and stayed behind. So Stroud had to really throw the ball there late. Um, so that's how you got the 10 targets from Woods, 11 targets from Collins. I think Tank Dell, you know, had four or five targets himself. So if you expect the Colts to get out in front, then, yeah, you could see a similar uh, scenario with targets, but if the the Texans are out in front or if it's a close game, I think some of that will bleed back into Pierce and the running backs to where they'll they'll try to control the clock a little bit more. I can see that, but I also see this game going kind of shootout too. You know, really? okay. uh, well I do. I, and and I know what I said about the defense for the Houston Texans, but let's face it, they're not spectacular. And this yeah. is going to be, you know, they're 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 still a rebuilding squad. Uh, and they had all off season to prepare for Lamar Jackson and them running a new offense. So that kind of hindered them a little bit, but they still got ran on. And I think that's going to be Anthony Richardson's job. He's going to be running all over the field and he's going to be able to do that. And he's, he's faster than, uh, than JK Dobbins or anything. So I, I think that they, this has a potential to be a shootout, man. Yeah. It also has a potential to be a 39 and a half point over under okay. that Vegas has it as. Okay, well, I got 40, I think, sitting on mine, so I I don't know about you. Uh, All right, no tight ends to speak about in this game, although Schultz was very, very active and ran a a lot of routes. At 4K, I think that price is going to probably still keep dipping, and we might be be able to take advantage of it when it hits 3,600 or something. Um, I kind of like Granson on the coat side. He he saw six targets. Um, Drew Ogletree was probably on his way to having a a decent outing if he didn't get the concussion on the, the one big catch that he had, so... Um, I don't mind Grayson at 3K, but I like Schultz as a talent. I just don't know how much he'll be utilized not being in Dallas anymore. And now we're doing a game here for my daughter, my 16-year-old daughter. She still likes the Kansas City Chiefs and, the, and not the Jacksonville Jaguars. So she's a big old Chiefs fan. This game total is at 51, and it mm-hmm. looks like the – who's favorite here in this one? Pierre. Kansas City by three. Uh, Kansas City by three. Well, it, you know, I, I was paying attention to the names. So I can figure out who was favored because I can hardly see the minuses and pluses. And I went, huh, is Kansas City favored on the road at Jacksonville? You know, Jack- Jacksonville's a pretty good squad, man. Jacksonville's a pretty good squad. Sitting at home as a home dog. That that seems strange to me. Yeah, to some extent, especially seeing that the Chiefs just came off a loss. But I think that this kind of plays into Vegas thinking Kelsey's going to be back. Um, you can also look at this matchup twice last year, once in the playoffs and the Yes, they are both in Kansas City, but they both you know, won those by seven and ten points. Uh, so I think this is what's all going into play. I think they expect Kelsey to play, uh, expect a bounce back from the Chiefs, coming off a kind of embarrassing opening day loss, opening night loss to the Lions. So that's probably why uh, Vegas is leaning Chiefs. Can I tell you what I've heard about Travis Kelsey's knee? First of all, did, did you know Travis Kelsey and Tay-Tay are seeing each oh, other? Did you, did you know that, huh? Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but I also heard that uh, Travis Kelsey had uh, they they were bragging they were talking about how much blood he had drained off his knee, right? Okay. And one of the doctors said that if you have that much drainage, 
there's no way he's going to play on Sunday. Like they, that's yeah. what they said. So I, I don't know I if don't he's know. dating Tay Tay. She'll just tell him to shake it off. So I think he'll be just fine. Hey, that you, that was uncalled for. That, <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes. I look, look, look. This Kansas City Chief team were some, and we talked about it. We addressed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was a very sloppy game. Yeah. I can I can I go on a rant here for a second about the preseason, how bad the preseason makes football. Sure. Because the, the preseason nowadays. It's not like my my grandpa's preseason. It's not like my preseason or anything like that. Nowadays, those those guys seem to be on vacation. They don't even play games, and and they're out there. There's no more. Was there double days anymore? Are there two days anymore? I don't know. Are they? They're always dressed in in shorts and a t-shirt and a helmet. Big deal. And the little helmet's got a Q-tip sitting on top of it, even. And I understand. I don't want people to get hit. I don't think that all that stuff's necessary or whatever. But man, it makes for some sloppy football the opening weekend of the game. You know, it, mm-hmm. that's what I was watching last week was a bunch of sloppy football and, and that's not what I tuned in for. No, it's what you got. And you, you still watched and you're still gonna watch this week as well. And I mean it's just part of it. You know, they, they want to keep their guys healthy as possible, you know, through really what are meaningless games to them until they get to the regular season and then they they start trying to ramp it up. And uh even with the the rust, like Mahomes wasn't terrible. Like a no. lot of his game was his pass catchers couldn't catch the ball. If that's the that case again, rushed. then that's one thing. But that was his receiver's fault, and and it was rust on the receiver's fault. And then you know you talk about a fifty-two man or a fifty-three man squad, whatever it is, roster. I think they got a hundred man practice squad, so they can just <laughs> if, if they don't like somebody, they don't want to play them, they just send them down to the practice squad, call them back up. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, 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 the whole preseason thing, other than us talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> nonstop throughout the entire year now it, it just feels like it's a waste of time but i and and i'm fine i'll i'll adjust i'll adjust I like my homes here at 83 but, i don't think anybody's gonna pay up for him mm-hmm. uh for one coming off uh the week that they had also with not knowing the the status of kelsey so 8300 for my homes is a lot but again he can he can get you 30 he can get you 40 uh, maybe he tries to put this team on his back so actually if you can get a lineup that you like, I, I like Patrick Mahomes at 8,300. That's the problem. It's trying to pair him up. I, I almost want to say I want to play Mahomes all by himself, okay? I, that's <laughs> Because I don't know who to play him with. Although it's Kelsey. I'm, well, it, but I, Kel, I, Kelsey's not playing in my head. He's not okay. playing in my head. All right? Well, if, if Kelsey doesn't play. Is he playing play, on the field? I don't care what he's doing in your head. <laughs> I don't think he's playing on the field either. But, I, I mean, I, Kadarius Tony. He had he had so many looks, and we mm-hmm. know how dangerous he could be at forty six hundred. If I was going to pair him up, I don't know if I would pair him up with Tony or with Sky Moore at forty one hundred because Sky Moore was so open for a couple of those plays that he could have took to the house as well. You know, it, I don't yeah. know who to pair him up with. So, but I think nobody would pair him up with those two guys. Probably not. If there's no Kelsey, it gets tough. But I mean, Rasheed Rice had some flashes. Uh, five targets. He caught three, and he got their touchdown. He's down at thirty eight hundred. Um, or you could just kind of punt tight in again. So I know Noah Gray didn't quite get there, but Blake Bell's 2,700, almost minimum. Uh, he got a touchdown. If he can do that again at, at 2,700, that'd be just fine with Mahomes as well. So you don't want to necessarily force someone, but I think there are some viable cheap options just because it's Patrick Mahomes. I don't think Pacheco, McKinnon, or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, we have any confidence in yeah. them being able to pray off the price point. If we jump over to the Jacksonville side, Trevor Lawrence, pretty good game. Pretty yep. good game last week against the Colts. I, I'll, I'll take an 18-point DraftKings thing, and that, that's right there at three times his value at 6700 this week. ETN, 
looked pretty good. That game plan was that more of the Colts' offense, or was it more or defense, or was it ETN's? Ah, uh, so ETN was was definitely the one getting the the action. So it was partly there. He had one big run late that kind of got him there from a, a fantasy perspective. Uh, but he was on the field eighty percent of the <laughs> of the snaps. Tank Bisbee really wasn't as involved as many thought. So opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. You got to like eighty percent of the snaps for ETN. Boy, Bigsby only two two yards per carry. Yeah. I, maybe there was a lot of goal. I, I don't know what that was. Had a touchdown, which kind of saved his day a little bit. Wide receivers, I know Calvin Ridley showed out. He but, did. man, Zay Jones, he, he kind of showed out, too, at 4700 I, I would almost rather, I don't want to say take the lower-priced wide receiver from these guys because Calvin Ridley had such a big game he at 2700 We It may be Calvin Ridley no matter what before too long, Pierre. I mean, he looked great, and – he was kind of slowed down a bit in the, the second half. They kind of switched Kenny Moore onto him and then brought a shadow guy that, that slowed him down because most of his most of his big points came in the, the first half. Like, he was unstoppable. Um, but I kind of like Christian Kirk because we, we talked about this before. I, I like when when there's talent and nobody's kind of playing them. And, and Kirk didn't see as many snaps. Like, they said that Jones and Ridley were going to be the two. And two right receiver slats, and they were 89%, 81%. Yeah. Uh, only 60% for Kirk, only saw three targets. But, I mean, I think they're going to want to get him involved. They're going to want to feed him. They're probably going to need him. They're going to need the passing attack more yep. 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 Uh, against the Chiefs. And he's put up 20 points against Kansas City last year and 34 and a half. And I know, again, they didn't have Calvin Ridley, but I think this is going to be a good week to, to get on Christian Kirk at 5,100. It really does seem like with and, – and I was going to say they're going to have to pass the ball more, so maybe more three wide receiver sets or four wide receiver sets if you include Ingram in that, that mix as well. And and with the, with, with the defense that the Kansas City Chiefs usually play, which is that blitz kind of you don't know where it's coming and stuff, it yeah. just seems like Lawrence is going to have to get the ball out of his hands pretty quick, and that falls into Kirk and Ingram territory to me. Yep, I agree. I, I like Kirk more, okay. but uh, he can play either one. Okay, um, I think that's all for that game. I believe we'll have yep. to move on. Uh, we, do we don't have to do this next game, Peter? Do we? I, I don't want to do the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. I, <laughs> it's late at night. I don't want to do this uh, one. We could, it's quick. What happened to, to this the one. What happened to the Super Bowl? What happened to what happened it's to quick. the hype? It's forty-one and a half point total on this one, Pierre. And I, I honestly, I think that's going to be all Tampa Bay. I. I don't know. What are they doing? Calling the plays. Remember last, last year? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I trust me. I know. It's I, your your coaches. I don't call my coaches. Your coaches hold back Justin Fields. They did it in the first four games last season as well, and it seemed like it was the same protocol again this year. Justin, don't go out there and lose us the game. How about Justin come out there and help us win a game? How can we do that? Can we make? The, can we open up the Justin help us win a game playbook instead of Justin don't lose us a game playbook? Can we do that? I mean that's the playbook that you want, and they're not they're not using it. And so Luke Getzey didn't come from the Coats, by the way. Uh, I know Eberflus did, well, but not I, not yes, Getzey. Eberflus did. It, it's it's Eberflus's guy. Eberflus, yes, he. uh, he's a defensive guy. So, but uh, I hear you. Yeah, they need to just let Justin Fields be Justin Fields. Let him run. Let him scramble. Get get loose in the pocket a little bit. Um, 
Burn that playbook. That was tough. Burn I don't, I don't know. They opened up the one from the end of last week or the end of last year. I don't understand. Why would you even revert back to throwing those little screens, <laughs> throwing the average depth per target like awful. that? Why would you do that? I mean, I don't care who it is. I know it's the Green Bay Packers, but that just that was terrible coaching. Terrible coaching, man. I mean, we but he's that- won. Go ahead. No, I just we just, we just know the more uh, we we know the talent that just that the yeah. offensive side of the ball has, and this is ridiculous. That's what I was gonna say. We know his talent, so I mean, you still gotta play Justin Fields. I, I know seventy six hundred is a lot, but if he does get to to run the ball and get to be himself, he can he can pay that off pretty easily. We just saw a pocket quarterback and and Kirk Cousins throw for like over over three hundred yards, multiple touchdowns. Yeah. I know that's not the kind of quarterback Fields is, but if he can do some of that and get his his legs going, then uh, he can pay off that salary. But uh, currently, the other side is kind of great now as the the best value quarterback <laughs> on the week. I know, I know, and that's what's making me just so like ah. And now, now uh, the Tampa Bay defense in the preseason, which I just got done squandering and saying it, it was worthless, uh, they they did look terrible during the preseason. So I do have hope this game. I do have hope this game. <laughs> the, the, the boop, the bear boo birds won't be out in force in Tampa Bay this go around. So maybe it won't be as negative. Maybe they can go all the road and solidify themselves or something. Yeah, that DJ Ward cracked me up. He's like, it was like the second quarter. They were already booing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was towards the coaching staff, totally. Yeah. Uh, Baker, uh, when when we do look at this Baker Mayfield, it, this looks like a great opportunity again to pound Mike Evans at 6,200 and Chris Godwin at 6K. I'm not scared of either one of those guys. I almost, if I had to take a fly or two on somebody, uh, the Palmer kid, Trey Palmer, yeah. he, he looks like he's going to catch a touchdown every week. I mean, he did in the preseason too. Like he, him and yep. Baker had a little connection. Only three targets, but two, and one was a touchdown, so – that works out, 3,400. Again, Baker's going to grade out the best at 5,100 just because his salary is so cheap, and you only need, what, 15 to get to, to three times? And if he gets you 20, you're, you're golden. Um, but, yeah, that seems to be the the route tree. Evans got one. A uh, little bit of Palmer. Kate Odden was on the field, but he really didn't get as much targets that I, as yeah. I thought he did. Yeah. And then uh, Rashad White was kind of disappointing as well. Yeah. Oh, no. And in any kind of redraft league or something like that, you got to go with Tucker. You got to go with Tucker right now because mm-hmm. uh, Rashad White just looked terrible, and uh, all the analytical stat guys and all those things are just talking about how, but I think about how Rashad White just didn't finish off anything. But Tucker was, he doesn't grade out that well either on all the analytical stuff. So it's I don't yeah. know what to do there. So. It's Baker in the passing game. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, so there you go. Wide receivers, I, you really, I do want to capitalize on this Chicago Bear hate that's going around out there and this mm-hmm. uh, and this Justin Field hate that's going around out there. We know that Darnell Mooney can catch those touchdown passes. DJ Moore's only at 5,500. Mooney's at 4,400. Looks like a great time to, I would tell everybody though, stay away from Claypool. Claypool does nothing out there on the field. <laughs> I mean, he flops. I saw him get pushed and kind of oh, fell yeah. down. But yeah, like I said, Chicago is one of those teams, again, kind of similar to Seattle, where everyone's kind of disappointed. They looked awful, um, but they have the talent to, to really have bounce back spots. DJ Moore's familiar with the Bucks. You know, they played him twice a year when he's in Carolina, put up 19.6, 26.7 in their two matchups last week, last year. Um, and that was with the Carolina, you know, whether it be Darnold or whoever it was at, at quarterback, maybe it was even Baker then, <laughs> but, uh, he, he has the upside that he can get for only 5,500 that I think he could play him, uh, with field pretty easily. <clears throat> uh, hold on, hold on, Pierre. 
Hello? Yeah. Hey, hey, Justin. Yes. Yes. No, no, listen. You'll be able to get a good night's sleep tonight. Listen, Tyreek Hill's gone. He's out of your memory. You got to move on and go to Tennessee, okay? Don't talk. I know you're having nightmares on Tyreek Hill running all over the field and catching all these passes and everything, but it, you're on to Tennessee, buddy. You're on to Tennessee. Pierre, this game, Los Angeles Chargers at Tennessee Titans, 45-point total, and, and it's really surprising to see um, Odd Shark here, they got Tennessee for 24 and the Chargers at 18. Really? I, I got yeah. I got different here. I got I got Chargers at 24 and the Titans at 21. Okay. But I, uh, I believe yours. Yeah. I believe yours better than mine. But <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee is one of those teams, man. And we talk about it all the time. They just like to make everybody just slow down. They just like to make everything ugly. And speaking about mm-hmm. ugly, I right Tannehill. <laughs> that he 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 became Philip Rivers really fast. He became Matt Ryan really fast before my eyes. I don't know what happened, but his arm and all that stuff looked like those two guys. Yeah, you might see Will Levis a little quicker than you thought, or 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 maybe even Malik Willis could be the the next guy up. That could happen before you know it because Tannehill did look awful. Um, they should I'm lean on the the King a little bit more. I think this game though. That has to be the most concerning thing. But let me say this. Once again, maybe it's the preseason stuff, man. Maybe it's just you know not being able to knock the rust off and everything. I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna. They, they love Tannehill. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a big bulldozer to get him out of there. I believe from that quarterback position. But it was really surprising to see how little Derrick Henry got used. We talk about how healthy he was mm-hmm. going into the first game of the season. No worries. And Tajay Spears is just out there running all over the place, looking as quick as grease lightning, which is something that this team needs. I think they need a little bit of speed. They're one of the older teams in the league. I would imagine out of all this stuff, at least long and tooth anyway. Uh, but but you know, Tajay Spears, he had a lot of lot of playing time, but only four fantasy points. Yeah, I think that changes. But uh, yeah, he outsnapped Henry by four snaps. So I don't I don't Great. see it happening again, especially with the Titans losing. Um uh, they're now back at home. Uh Henry does play better. Yeah, it's really tough, but he, he tends to play better on the on the road, but the Chargers really struggle against the the run usually. Um, they're one of the the bottom tier run defenses. And given the fact that he wasn't as involved, I think Frable and, and the and the staff will try to get Henry more involved as long as the game doesn't get out of reach and the, the Chargers don't get up, get up big early. Well, and that's the that's the scary part for me because whenever I do think about this game script going, uh, the, 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 t- Tennessee had a tough time stopping the New Orleans Saints. You know, it just seemed like they had a tough time. And it feels like the Chargers are clicking on more cylinders than maybe the New Orleans Saints were. So whenever I think about that price point for Justin Herbert at 7K, it seems like a pretty good one that he can get to his 21 points just because if if we don't have a uh, fully healthy Eckler, maybe there's a little more passing into the red zone than what there mm-hmm. was last week. Uh, but jo- Joshua Kelly at 5K kind of perks up my interest a little bit if Eckler's not in there. Yeah, I'm not playing a running back against okay. the Titans. I mean, you saw Jamal Williams; he couldn't go anywhere. I don't, I don't see that being the case. They could take advantage of Eckler because he's a pass catcher, but as for a straight up runner, I don't, I don't want any running back against the Titans. Okay, all right. Then you got all those receivers: Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quentin Johnston, Joshua Palmer didn't do anything really. Joshua Palmer didn't do anything. Neither Quentin Johnson. It just seemed like it was all the Keenan Allen show. It usually is. The issue with Keenan Allen is he, he rarely pays off his salary like he can get you 
even last week, he had nine targets. He caught six for 76 for 14. Um, if he gets in the end zone, he gets to 20, which is just shy of that 21 still. Um, so you need him to really score like multiple touchdowns to, to kind of get there. And, and in addition, have his double digit targets. And I just don't, I don't know. I don't like playing Keenan Allen unless he's down in like the 6K range. So Mike Williams would be the one that I would be interested in if I were to play a receiver for the Chargers. For the Titans on the receiving core, because the Chargers did get lit up last week by the Dolphins a little yeah. bit. It, it it seems like it could possibly be a Hopkins. Hopkins didn't look terrible. Yeah, Hopkins looked good. He looked like Hopkins to me is what he looked yeah. like. I never been, never been a barn burner. Always can catch that 50-50 ball. It's his ball, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. Tannehill's the part that scares me on that. But what he scares me off from more than anything is Burks. Burks, Burks seems like the field stretcher. Burks seems like the guy that's going to, you know, just, just start running in. You're supposed to hit him in stride. Tannehill ain't hitting nothing in stride. That's why, <laughs> that's why Westbrook Aquina is the guy for me to be the secondary wide receiver in Tennessee because he just, he seems to be able to work that intermediate zone uh, coverage kind of much better than Burks ever can. Yeah, Indiana University, uh, Westbrook Aquina. But yeah, I, I expect Burks to, to find his way. I know it's tough coming from, not having A.J. Brown to, to kind of be in the top threat to now having Hopkins back and you're you're not really in the fold. Um, neither of these guys are Tyreek Hill, um, yeah, who was really destroying true. the Chargers last week. But, yeah, I think Hopkins will be the one that's still in play if you need to play one of them. I'm not sure I do, though, with Tannehill at the, at the ring. Uh, for this, this was interesting, too. Parnum Jr. was the guy. Uh, Everett was not, right? I mean, uh, am I reading the snap counts right and everything? Uh, Gerald Everett only got three targets, uh, and, and it seems like Donald Parnum was out there a lot more than that. He got three targets but got the touchdown. He got the touchdown. It was down the, the goal line is the okay. the ordeal. Um, Everett did play more snaps by about okay. 15, um, 68% to 49%. But, yeah, it, um, Parnum definitely got the, the goal line work, and Everett's just so up and down. He's been that way his whole career, so I wouldn't be shocked by that. Chig was the guy everybody on the last week. It, it was New Orleans. It was the Saints, right? I mean, that's the Saints. I'm going to talk that up to the Saints more so than Chig not being able to do something. Tannehill, well, <laughs> talk up to him. I mean, Hopkins <laughs> got 13 targets, so I mean, he he was out there. He, he got a possibility, but I mean, Chig had 83 percent of the route, 83 percent of the snaps. He was playing. He just didn't have a quarterback that that looked his way. Two targets, okay. no catches. All right, that's Pee-wee31 over on Twitter. Uh, it's over there, and you can ask him any kind of questions that you want to. You can find me over at, at Loafinit, and don't forget to follow the show at FI today with a little underscore. Make sure you like, you subscribe, any of those things, or whatever listening platform you like, you listen to the show on. And, Pierre, we have the New York Giants at the Arizona Cardinals. I should have did the telephone bit front with 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 Daniel Jones instead of, <laughs> instead of <laughs> Justin Herbert because, boy, oh, boy, that Dallas Cowboy defense looked rough on these guys. I don't think Arizona is nearly the same stoutness that the uh, New York Giants are, but this point total is sitting right at 40. 39.5 is what I have, and I got 5.5. I'm going to – we get to play the guessing games since I can't see it very well. Surely the Giants have to be favored in this one. They are. Okay. They are. Yeah. Um, I don't like anybody in this game. San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. I, nobody at all. I mean, you got Zach Ertz running around out there being a little, uh, if he would have caught that touchdown, he would have done something. I mean, I just, not big on Dobbs. Um, if he had to force me, maybe James Conner, just because he's he's getting all the running back touches. But Saquon's too expensive. 
Um, I can't trust the the Giants. Arizona's defense didn't look awful against Commanders. Right. Mm-hmm. Low total. It's just no thanks. Not even Zach Ertz though. Thirty five hundred. Zach Ertz. No, not even Zach Ertz. I hope he gets traded to like the Cowboys or something. Yeah, ten targets. <clears throat> or the man. Dolphins. Zach Ertz had ten targets, six receptions. Could have been a touchdown. Could have, but no, thank you. I'm just telling you, me. I'm not. I'm not playing anybody from this game. Well, I wasn't ready to move on from the that game, quite, but I'm ready now. San defense, Francisco 49ers. Okay. <laughs> San Francisco at the Los Angeles Rams, 44 and a half point total on this one. Uh, San Francisco has got to be favored in this one, no matter how much the Los Angeles Rams play. So that means San Francisco <laughs> is favored by eight points. Eight points in this one. Yeah. This, this is not the Seattle Seahawks defense. Do you think Los Angeles comes back down to earth? Probably. Probably. Uh, San Francisco really good defense, shut down. Kenny Pickett in the Steelers. Brock Purdy looks, I mean, he looks legit again. Boy, um, boy. First game a, back, he was solid. What a story. You know, I mean, just honestly, what a story that kid has, right? And credit to to Shanahan and that, just that organization, because it's not often that you'll see a team use that draft capital on someone like Trey Lands and realize they just made a mistake and move forward with, with Purdy, <laughs> who was Mr. Irrelevant. So you went from using all these first-round picks for the number three overall pick to starting Mr. Irrelevant, who's the last pick in the entire NFL draft, over him and being correct. So, bravo to them. Was Brady the last pick, too? No. He was he was close. He was a six-rounder, but Brock Purdy was legit the last pick in his draft. No, I was trying to think of the quarterbacks that, that have kind of been through that, and I thought about the uh, old Los Angeles – or what, what was it? Uh, St. Louis Rams at the time. The Warner? Yeah, Kurt Warner. Those yeah, guys, he, but, I think he was undrafted. Um, they yeah. got him out of like the CFL or arena football. I think it was arena football. Yeah, it was arena football. Wow, <laughs> that's a story too. Arena football. And he became, uh, he's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? Yeah, he sure is. They got a movie about him too, the American, I can't remember what it was called. I saw it. It's a pretty good movie. It's the guy you that probably, plays Kazam, played Kurt Warner. <laughs> you probably thought his wife was hot, didn't you? Young, A young Pierre yeah, seeing. Huh? No. <laughs> but I'm getting to that here. <laughs> it's like it's the dreamers after dark. I know, uh, I know it's night, but come on, <laughs> Purdy, Brock Purdy. I I don't mind starting him against anybody now at this point. You know, I mean, like a 5700 price point doesn't seem like yeah. enough anymore. It just doesn't seem like enough. It, that's 17 points last DraftKings last time, and he's had much more than that. I, it just feels like he can go off anytime. And I don't know that I believe that this Los Angeles Rams defense is as good as it was last week. I think the, the offensive line of the San Francisco 49ers is a little bit better than the beat up offensive line of the Seattle Seahawks. I agree. I agree. Um, well, I mean, it's like Aaron Donald, so we'll see what he does. But sure. there's just so much talent on the 49ers. I mean, you can start with McCaffrey, 8,900. I didn't expect him to to get the ball as much as he did. Like, I was thinking maybe 20 touches. He got 27 yeah. touches. Well, he got 22 rushes, five targets. Like, if, you, if you're guaranteed 25-plus for McCaffrey, you got to play him every week. Like, you just have to. Um, so I like McCaffrey again, 8,900. I was I don't want to take another victory rap, but I was right on Brandon Ayuk. Oh, sure. uh, he was only forty nine hundred. I, I said to go him over Debo. That worked out. I think this week I'd probably lean more Depot, uh, yeah. just because the the Rams play a little bit more of a, a zone, um, whereas the Steelers play more man to man. So Debo's now even a little cheaper at two hundred. Uh, so I don't mind Debo as well. Kittle, I mean you can play him, but. I mean, you never know what's going to happen with Kittle. They really like him as a blocker. So McCaffrey and Debo are probably the main two 
on the 49er side for me. You know, it's crazy when you think about McCaffrey's touches at 27 touches. He got 29 uh, DraftKings points last week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can usually see somebody maybe with a, a five-touch game outscoring his touches by a, a large amount, like, you know, get 15 DraftKings points because he got a touchdown and, and went mm-hmm. 80 yards or something like that. A, almost a, o- over a point per touch at 27 touches. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you think about that, and then you think about his salary being almost nine k this week. Last week that would have still hit three times his value. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. that blows my mind when we've been breaking this down for so long and and just seeing all the different things like that. It, it blows my mind. So, and he's yeah, one of those guys that can get you thirty. And again, you need three or four of them in your lineup if you can. If Kittle is playing though, that could put a little uh, little little something something on an IUK and and everything else. So it looks like he's going huh? But, he didn't play yeah, last but, week. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't healthy. I mean, going into the game, he wasn't you. healthy. If he was completely healthy, he got six targets last week and all that. Didn't catch a touchdown or anything like that. I think that could change. You know, you, yeah. it, it, you know, I, per, Kittle was Purdy's favorite guy. I don't think that necessarily he was at 100% last week. He had 19 yards on six targets. That's not the George Kittle we know and love. I agree. I, I, the only, again, the only hiccup with Kittle is they, they love him as a blocker, and he just loves playing football. He doesn't need. Targets? If he gets targets, he'll catch it, but that's just the only the hiccup and caveat with Kittle. Okay, we're not starting Matthew Stafford this week, even though not he's against Matthew the Forty Niners. No. Okay. Um, what about the what about the running backs? Uh, Cam Makers or Kyron? Kyron? No, not against the Forty ers We're just gonna keep saying that. All right. What about I the am. wide receivers? Are you are you gonna start a Pukanukua? A Tutu Atwell? Yeah, I think I think so. I think you can play. Not Van. I don't know what's going on with Van. But uh, Tutu and Puka, I think you can play them both. Uh, they're still under 5K. Um, I expect them to, to be trailing the 49ers, so they should have to continue to pass the ball if they can keep Stafford upright. Then, uh, yeah, I think Puka and, and Tutu could still pay off, especially if they're getting, you know, 8 to 15 targets again. And not a Higby to be seen, right? We're not no Higbys. <laughs> I mean, what I, don't, a- I don't mind Higby. Okay. All right. Uh, Forty-one hundred seems cheap for that Forty ers defense. Him last week, by the way, that was funny. Forty-nine ers defense seems cheap at forty-one hundred. Not they're not cheaper than the the Cowboys. Who? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. I just turned the page and they're at four K. <laughs> you're right. You're right. They're they're sitting there at four K, and it's a crazy. I keep expecting the Cowboys to be on Monday Night Football. Is what I keep doing. That's why I didn't. I wasn't prepared to see them on Sunday afternoon. A forty-point total, thirty-nine and a half. They have to be. They're favored by nine and a half points. This mm. looks like another Tony Pollard game. Uh, this is this is something special. This team looks like it's something special right now. Well, their defense is going to make them something special. That's for sure. And I feel sorry for Zach Wilson that this is what he has to go into Whew. with Micah Parsons and, you know, this Cowboy crowd first game at home because they, they started off on the road in, in New York. So, yeah, I like the Cowboys defense probably the most at 4K if, if you can get up to them. I know we usually punt defenses, but if you can pay up for the, the Cowboys defense against everybody, everybody Zach Wilson and the Ghosts, then I would definitely do that. Um, depending on if this game, you know, can't stay close, then you – I mean, you might not get – a full CD lamb type of situation. Tony Pollard. I mean, I like him, but the Jets defense is good too. So just keep that in mind. Like mm-hmm. they, they did a pretty good job against Josh Allen last night. So it's could be interesting uh, from a, a defensive standpoint where the offensive players may not do much. But what I think I'm sad about the most 
is the Jets have five primetime games, and instead of Aaron Rodgers, we're going to get Zach Wilson for five primetime games that are standalone. Wow. The NFL is going to want to get them another quarterback. They got to get flexed out or something. Something has to change there. The NFL is going to get them a quarterback. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to get them a quarterback. They got to have a better storyline than that going into those games. Uh, You know who I was kind of uh, happy about was Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks seemed to be active. He seemed to be involved in a big pass interference play that, at one point, which I, he didn't even try to catch it. He was just going for the pass interference against that rookie cornerback uh, is what it was. But he still had four targets. He, he had 22 yards, uh, only four DraftKings points. But I think we yeah. can expect a little bit more out of him. Yeah, at some point. I mean, they're going yeah, to need yeah. to pass the ball soon. I'm just not sure this will be the game until they well, get challenged. Yeah, so we, we, we're not even going to be interested in a Wilson or a Lazard. Nothing there. I wish, but, I mean, Zach Wilson, man, he, he just ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got All so right. much Garrett Wilson. I'm kind of upset, and I'm trying to keep my cool because oh, no. it's like a it's a wasted pick almost. Like the, even the, the touchdown pass he got, he had to, like, Bat it to himself to stop the guy from intercepting uh, it. So no, it was a it was a great catch. All right, we'll move on. Let's let's go to uh, Jake Ferguson. That I got to talk about him because we had se- he had seven targets, two catches, and eleven yards. Uh, did you uh, see you this guy? Bo? Who, who who was Bo the was guy? So ticked off. That was so funny watching him because Bo's a Cowboys fan. And uh, every time Jake Ferguson like messed up, he was tweeting out. It was oh, no, funny. I didn't know. Who, who was that uh, tight end that used to do that all the time, too? He just never could catch the ball. Do you remember? I thought it was a Bears or a Green Bay Packer tight end. Uh, oh, I, can't I, I know for a while it was Kobe Fleener with the Coats. He struggled <laughs> catching the ball, but... Oh. We got another one. We got another one. It seems like it's Jake Ferguson. I don't know if that's true or not. I hope better things are in store for him. Hey, we got one more game here, Pierre, and I don't know who it is. I flipped the page. Is it Washington Denver? It is. Yeah, is that's it. it. Okay. 30, 38 point total for this one. And the Denver Broncos have got to be favored at home against the Washington Commanders in this one by three and a half, right? Correct. All right. With this one, Sam Howell uh, saved his day. Saved his day with that touchdown run, I think. And everybody was really happy about Sam Howell being at 4900 so his price went up to 5400 He only had 17 DraftKings points last week. It doesn't feel like we're in that same boat or that same territory to use him again. The Denver Bronco defense played pretty well against the Las Vegas Raiders. They did. And, I mean, even Arizona was pretty good against Washington as well. So I don't, I don't think I can go there with Howell. Um, especially if you can go to to Baker against the Bears, nothing personal for for three hundred cheaper. So probably not. On, on, I'm probably not playing many people from this game either. Looking at it honestly, I, d- I don't mind a uh, Brian Robinson Jr. <clears throat> still at fifty two hundred, very active, very yeah. involved. Gave us thirteen DraftKings points last week. It's it, it feels like he's he's right. He's he's the guy. It feels like he's the guy. It feels like they've liked him since last year. And I'll tell you, I, I'm so glad about Samaj, my, my Samaj P. Ryan take. I, I thought that, well, I thought Williams and P. Ryan would both be able to be mm-hmm. uh, uh, used in this in this system, and just like they have been in the past, in uh, the New Orleans Saints system offense anyway. Uh, what's his name? Peyton? Peyton? That's his yeah, name. Sean right? Peyton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean Peyton. In that Sean Peyton system. So I was glad to see that. Are, are you using any of these running backs or this week? I don't think so. I just don't like that they split, like, Either one can have a good game, but I just yeah. I can't do it. And Brian Robinson, I mean, I love the story, you know, survive the the gunshot stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he averages like three yards an attempt. 
Antonio Gibson fumbled, so he lost him some time. It's just, I don't, I don't like this game. Like, maybe, okay. maybe Sutton, or if you don't mind, say, go ahead. I was going to say, Judy seems to be too expensive coming off that injury, even if he plays at 6,600. Mm-hmm. That seems a little bit too expensive. Uh, Sutton put up to 13 DraftKings points. Mims was another bust about those guys like uh-huh. that. You know, he, was, he was a bust I, right Troutman. there. Troutman, there we go. I'll give you one. I'll give you okay. Troutman, because Dochich is probably going to miss. Troutman's 3K. He went up some, but, I mean, even with Dochich in, Troutman was on the field quite a bit. Um, so I don't. I don't mind Adam Troutman at 3K for uh, the Broncos, but I mean, even looking at the total, like this is the lowest, yeah, yeah, lowest total on the slate. Yeah, any tight ends for the Reds uh, football team that you would play? The Commanders. Nah. Would you play? Would you I know play you any love, of those? I know you love one of them, but would you play Logan Thomas, who seemed to be the uh, performer of the game for the uh, the Commanders? Uh, what about Curtis Samuel? That's a, that's a weird one. We got to put that name out there because he's always that gimmicky gadgety guy, and he's only four K. Pierre, he gave us eleven DraftKings points last week. I mean, you can, but like McLaurin's okay. fifty seven hundred. Like, why is he? Why is he so cheap? Because his toe, like. They they have talent. I really love McLaurin and Dotson, but I just can't against the Broncos. All right. Well, that leaves us to do one thing, Pierre, and one thing only, and that is to build a lineup. Last year, we kind of started the little tradition here where I would try to pick the quarterback that you were going to pick just so I can kind of guess it. And Mm -hmm. boy, oh, boy. We got some choices here. We got a Patrick Mahomes that you really liked in, in a rebound situation. And you even liked a Josh Allen. A lot of rebound situations this uh-huh. week is what it is, Pierre. Uh, let's see. Let me see. I'm, I'm scrolling down. I'm looking at a same home down here in the C.J. Stroud area. And that's about it. That's as low as I can go. I'm going to bounce it back up here if I'm going to take the wheel of quarterback and try to figure out which one you're going to pick. I'm going to go all the way up to the top. I'm going to say you're going to go ahead and pick up a bounce back quarterback this week and i'm gonna say it is patrick mahomes so no um i do like mahomes and come sunday that that could be it but before this i have a different bounce back quarterback Burrow. Um, when you didn't seem to be very big on it's uh geno smith wow um wow. i like geno uh on the road again 5900 you're looking for about 18 in the second you know highest uh over under on the the main slate so oh. but go with geno um I'm probably not going to get up to to Metcalf and lock it with what I'm about to do, because um, I want guys that can get me 30. So give me Jackson Smith and Nick, but to go with Geno. Going to bring it back with Amon Ross St. Brown to to have some of those lines there. Um, running back, I'm going to go Zach Moss. Uh, I think he's going to I think he's going to play against the the Texans there for the Colts at 4,700 to save some salary. Going to go King Henry at 7,400. As a 30-plus upside guy, I'm going to wow. go Christian McCaffrey in the wow. flex at, at 8,900. Gives me a couple. Give me Christian Kirk. I think he's going to have a bounce back to wow. give me a part of that high over-under. Christian Kirk, 5,100. Uh, let me just toss in the Titans to correlate with Derrick Henry, and maybe sure. they can give uh, Herbert sure. some struggles there. And then I'll, I'll go Dalton, Dalton Kincaid to, to round it out to get a part of that Buffalo offense. Pierre? I just I, I put it in the calculator here. I know you heard me doing that a little bit. Uh, your combined team total for if if they were if they were to play last week would be uh, Christian McCaffrey's twenty nine DraftKings points, and that's all. No, no. Well, Amon <laughs> Ross St. Brown had some too, but uh, so you got a total of fifty DraftKings points on the slate uh, in your life. Hey, it's a week. new week, new beginnings. 
<laughs> dude, you got nobody in here, man. It's this lineup. I mean, I don't know. It's it's one of them crazy looking lineups. All right. Well, it's my money that you're spending, so I don't blame you. All right. All right, very good. I spend my own, I promise. Hey, I was in first. Remember that. Oh, shit. that's true. Congratulations. It's a new week, buddy. Don't be bragging about it. Oh, now you want to go new week. <laughs> Pierre, I got to go. I got the waiver wires to do. I appreciate all your input, all your advice all the time, my friend. It's good to take an hour of my day to be able to just sit back and talk some football with you and have some fun. I agree. Glad we're back and uh, just glad we're doing the show. Hopefully we can get some winners this week. I hope so, too. But more importantly than all the winners you can pick, always pick a time to make somebody's life. uh, What do I say? Uh, Try to make a positive positive impact in somebody's life today.